Listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. I'm your host, Rebecca Rodriguez. I love being a teacher and I never bring work home. I'm here to talk about how you can systematically, effectively, and positively prep your classroom so you too can feel balanced, happy, and in control of your life at school and at home. This school year has been a completely new experience for all of us. Our district actually started school in mid-July. So we are already done with quarter one and we started out working remotely from home or you could work in your classroom. I chose to work in my classroom as did my entire team. We started with live lessons with our students and having extended lessons and assignments that we would have them do outside of our live lessons on Canvas. Then we were told our in-person date would actually be moving back and we wouldn't have them for even longer. Then it was moved forward just in time for when I started my mural, thinking I had a lot of time to work on it, but you know. And then before I knew it, my students were in my classroom with me. We've had students in our classroom for three solid weeks now. There, We've had to enforce the mask rules, social distancing, facing forward. We've been cleaning desks. I've been wearing a mask for more than eight hours a day. It's been a crazy transition. And for me, on top of that, I actually picked up the Spanish three and four online for our district, which has been time consuming and kind of tricky for me. So it's been a tough transition, but there's been so many amazing things that I've learned from this quarter and and how I can be a great teacher. So join me today as I reflect on three major things that quarter one of this school year has taught me. So before I left school last Friday, I turned in the grades for all of my students, 19 different classes worth. I know it's crazy, right? But with everything going on, that's my load right now. And also on Friday, my podcast episode 39, Refinement Through Reflection, also aired. And so the two things combined really got me thinking. And that led me to today's episode, which is a reflection on the experience of this school year so far, quarter one, and what lessons I've learned. The first lesson that I've learned is pivot. I'm pretty sure that my district was not the only one. My administration wasn't the only one using this word a lot. I've seen a lot of teacher memes that showcase were probably not the only ones that were delivered that mantra. It really was based on that Friends episode where Ross is moving furniture upstairs to his new apartment and his friends are helping. As they ascend the stairs, Ross keeps yelling, pivot. And we see Chandler and Rachel trying to maneuver the couch to no avail, and eventually they drop it. In our district, the word was used when the technology would fail or an idea wasn't working as we expected it to work. So we were told to pivot a lot. I know our administration was using the word to keep us laughing because it's a funny part in that show. And we did. I mean, what else was there to do but laugh, brush yourself off, and try again, right? But it kind of bothered me that that word was based off of something that was completely impossible to do. There was nowhere for his friends, Chandler and Rachel, to pivot. They were given an impossible task. And as teachers, 
we were given an impossible task this year. We weren't moving a couch. We were teaching kids. So failure wasn't even an option. I can't tell you how many times I laughed with my students as I found that what I had planned wasn't working at all. Or during our live lessons, I had to pivot because what I had planned, I didn't actually plan it so that it would work. I told my students that I was going to become a master of remote teaching the day before we went back in person. That's how, how much it was like, ah, I swear I know how I know what I'm doing, but I didn't know what I was doing online teaching at first. It was really difficult for me. I literally was like, I am new at this guys. And I told them that I don't know what I'm doing. We're doing this together. I would love to see your faces. I would love to hear your voices. Please keep chatting with me. So I, I know you're there and when you're understanding, when you're not understanding. And I think that my students really appreciated my vulnerability in asking if they knew what I should click so that they could actually hear the video. Or when I asked for the 40th time, if they could see what I was even sharing with them from my screen, or when I had to apologize because I had been speaking for three minutes with my mic muted and they had to unmute and tell me, we can see that you're talking, but you're muted. (laughs) So ridiculous. But At the same time, it made me human to them. I got to feel human at the same time. I could really feel like, wow, we're in this together. This is a difficult situation and I need to adapt and I need to be willing to show that adaptation to my students because they can learn from that. And then when we came back in person, the ultimate pivot happened. We didn't have a lot of time to prepare. They gave us a week, but then that week we had to do our live lessons still. And we had to give extended lessons and assignments and grade that that week. And then they gave us the last two days, we didn't have live lessons. But then during those two days, they did the online training for me because I was still doing the online classes for the kids who chose not to come back in person. We had in-person meetings to explain the expectations of cleaning and social distancing and mask wearing and what we could and couldn't do because there were a lot of changes and pivots and adaptations we were going to need because just because our students came back in person was not meaning that it was going to be normal everyday lessons and normal everyday interactions. So that for me was another major time for adaptation and pivoting. Through all this, I learned I am really able to adapt. I can think on the fly. I can make quick decisions. And that when asked for ideas, my students and my colleagues are full of great adapt, like adaptive ideas. They have some really cool things that they know that I don't. And they can share those with me. And then they also see that it's okay to ask for help. And that I'm there to help when maybe my colleagues are having a tough time or don't know some ideas of what to do. I can help. So this was a a big kind of time where we had to adjust and adapt and it was tough. There were really tough times when I didn't even see if there was any way to pivot anymore. I felt stuck just like I was on the staircase with a giant couch. Those were the times that I really needed to reach out and ask for help and ask for ideas. And the beginning of the school year was one of the most difficult years I have ever faced as a teacher. No, it definitely was the most difficult. And I've had some tough years. My first year of teaching, I had six fifths, four preps, and I was pregnant. 
and I was teaching on an emergency certificate. So I've had some difficult school years, but this one is has been the most difficult. Through that difficulty, though, I've learned that I'm adaptable and I can do really hard things and trying new ideas and asking for help can really enlighten me. It can bring me joy and it can really strengthen my relationships with the people around me. Before we go into the next two lessons that I've learned this quarter, let's do our unpaid sponsorship. Today for our unpaid sponsorship, I'd like to give a shout out to FNX Fitness or Phoenix Fitness. Now, I am a fitness nut. I love going to the gym. I love monitoring my nutrition. I have a whoop strap to make sure that I know my sleep and all of my activities. Like I am into fitness. So I've been drinking protein for years. And I typically have chocolate whey protein because it's low in carbs and sugars and calories and high in protein. That's what I want. But I recently saw an ad for collagen protein and it really intrigued me. So I talked to my husband about it and he actually found and got me a tub from FNX or Phoenix. And I have noticed such a huge difference. My joints are really loose. So when I work out, sometimes they can overextend and it causes a lot of pain. So I just kind of always have joint pain. That's almost entirely gone. Then I've noticed a big difference in my skin. My skin is clearer. My complexion is better. I love it. And I've also noticed a boost in my energy. It is so amazing. I am so happy with it. I kind of waited a little bit before I talked to you guys about it because I wanted to make sure it was like legit. And it is. So this part, this protein, the collagen protein from Phoenix Fitness is low in carbs, it's low in calories, it tastes like a fruit juice, which was kind of revolutionary for me because I told you I typically went for the chocolate because it was kind of like drinking chocolate milk. But this is the light and fruity taste and I love that. It's been a great change for me. They do have a chocolate flavor though. So I haven't tried it. If you do try it and you love it, let me know. Maybe I'll give it a try as well. But I do love the fruit flavor. I will put a link to Phoenix Fitness in the show notes for you to try it out yourself. Use the link, buy the stuff. If you like it, let me know. I love it. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you for making amazing products. They have all sorts of proteins. They have all sorts of pre-workouts and after work, post-workout, all sorts of different concoctions to help you with your fitness, but they also have fitness wear. So cool pants, cool shirts, jackets, all that stuff. So if you love fitness, or if you want to try some stuff out, you're looking to improve your health, try it out. Thank you for making amazing products, Phoenix Fitness, but especially your collagen protein. I love it. Thank you. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program. The second lesson that I learned this quarter is that blazing trails is tough, but totally reaffirming and totally worth it. As teachers, we're doing something completely new. This kind of teaching has never been done before. This is new territory for all of us. The the pioneers of America's past faced a similar thing. They migrated west to settle the west and develop the new land. A pioneer, the word pioneer refers directly to the concept of settling previously unsettled or undeveloped lands or areas. I think that's a perfect description for what teachers are doing right now. This pandemic happened, think about it, when we have the ability to teach from home. 
This is unprecedented. If this had occurred even 25 years ago, we would have been at home watching the TV or listening to the radio for updates, and we would have been completely unable to continue to reach out to our students or to teach them in any way. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have internet access like we have internet access right now. There were no apps. There were no websites created just to have meetings with people. That didn't exist. Our ability to blaze this new trail is amazing because of the time that we're in. We have that technology in place to literally have a mass phone call where we can teach, share our screen, show notes, view videos with our students, so many things. We have amazing apps right now. I was I was laughing because we had I had just shared recently a, a meme from another teacher and it had Mark Wahlberg looking confused. I think it was from the happening. And it was saying like parents, when teachers tell, you know, when teachers tell their students, okay, log into Cabaldizook and then scroll down and find the link to Zambalzoo and do all of the activities there. Then go over to Kukaman and do whatever. And it was so funny because I was like, yeah, that's totally true. We are doing things that no one's ever done before. It Parents are confused because they didn't have that. And we do. We get to teach our students with these new ways that it's not just a worksheet. It's not just a lecture. It's not just a video. It's, it's these things that we can do that we never could before. And we're, and we're trying out new things. We're having them post and, and collaborate online. That's awesome. It is so hard to blaze a new trail. But think about how amazing it is. A finished highway in our air-conditioned cars where we could literally set cruise control and even take our foot off the pedal would be preferable to pulling a handcart through the dirt and the mud and the desert and the mountains, the heat, the snow, all of all of those things that add to that difficulty. It, it would be way easier to not have to do it. It would be easier if the trail was already blazed, but it's not. We have that opportunity to do that. Yeah, teaching the way I've normally taught for years would be easier. It would have been more fun and less work because honestly, I've done all that work on the front end. I have every day planned for the whole school year. But it's so rewarding to try some new things and to really be tested on how far I can take my lessons and what I could change and do better and, and in new ways. It's rewarding to look back and reflect and see that we've created a new path and one that teachers can use to make it better, make education better and better. And we can form new ideas and strategies in teaching because we started that path. We were willing to walk down that path and, and, and blaze it and, and create these new ideas and, and really start that conversation of can we change things? Should we change things? What should we keep? What should we get rid of? That's amazing. And yeah, really difficult. When you have to cut your way through the path and make it, it's tough. But then when you look back and you see that other people can now take that path and it's easier, that's rewarding. That's teaching. That's being an amazing leader. The third lesson that I learned this quarter is that I can be refined by fire. Fire is a big deal in my house. My husband is a firefighter, so fire is powerful. Fire can be used for good. Fire can be used for bad. We 
really have respect for fire. And so I was kind of thinking about this quarter and the episode from The Office where Michael Scott is looking for his replacement because he believes he's going to get a job at corporate. And so he takes his office crew to the lake and has them go through a bunch of challenges. And one of the challenges that is that he lays out is for them to walk over hot coals. And and no one wants to do it. Dwight does it and gets burned and and then Pam finally runs over the the coals at the end. And I was thinking for some reason that episode came to mind as I was thinking about what I had learned. And I realized that that was kind of what this school year felt like was that we were constantly just running through hot coals, trying to figure things out. Don't stay in one place too long. Just keep moving. And it felt like there were times where we were really in the fire. And then the term, the refiner's fire came to me as I was kind of mulling over that idea and reflecting on what that meant for me and what I had learned. And so I looked into that. What is refiner's fire? What does that mean? And I learned that gold and silver are refined by fire, meaning they are brought up to a temperature by being in the fire where they melt. And then all of the impurities will rise to the top. And the only way to get those impurities out is to put the metal in the fire and melt it. And if you're the metal, that's probably very uncomfortable. You get to a point where you have to completely change and become different in order for the impurities to come up to the top and then you can actually get rid of them. We can't get rid of the impurities in gold unless it is melted in the fire. And so that is where pure valuable gold comes from and pure valuable silver. So by refining the gold and the silver, it adds value and it makes them more pure. And so that's what that is referencing. As we are refined by fire as teachers, it's making us grow. It's making us better teachers. It's refining our our weak areas by heating us up to the point where they can rise to the surface and we can get rid of them. I believe that people work that way. I think that this is very true. My favorite quote is actually, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. I try to really live by that mantra. I talked a lot about this in the episodes I did in regards to the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. So if you're interested, if this concept speaks to you, it's episodes 25, 26, and 27, where I go through the steps to overcoming obstacles and using them to propel yourself forward. He goes through and talks about a lot of the Stoics. That's what he does is he uh, studies and writes books about Stoicism and how that way of being where you manage your emotions, where you acknowledge them and use your emotions to get you through hard times and to be a better person. And so this book, The Obstacle is the Way, really, really spoke to me because I, I try to live that way. I try to really confront the things that I find difficult and not shy away from them. And that's hard for me. I'd, I'm not perfect at it, but I really like to live that way and really try to overcome the things that maybe were difficult for me. So I feel that I already have a really strong belief of this concept. But in my reflections, I realized that this is especially true for me this year. In teaching online, I found that I was in a really bad place. There was a time where I just felt overwhelmed and stressed and I didn't know that I was doing a great job and I was struggling to get by and that led me to confront that feeling I had to decide 
is this really going to defeat me or am I going to win? And that led to the revamp of my classroom because I was feeling overwhelmed and out of control in one area. I looked at what can I control? I can control the environment that I'm sitting in while I teach these kids. And when they come back, they can be inspired and they can feel the creativity and the passion that I have for Spanish, for teaching, for them. And through that obstacle that I was facing, that that feeling that I was overwhelmed and that this was so hard, that fire of, of difficulty, I was able to really take action and find an amazing solution to that problem. And by the time that I finished my, my revamp of my classroom, my students were back and I had some new challenges to face. And I feel like that really refined me as a teacher because it helped me realize what, that I can overcome and do amazing things. Mark Sorelius said, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. I love that quote. I think it's amazing to think about our obstacles or our challenges or the issues that we're facing in this way. If we look at that thing that's keeping us from action, the thing that's keeping us from moving and realizing that that's the thing, that we need to confront that thing because that's the thing holding us back, then we can really move forward. I read an article by Thomas Opong, O-P-P-O-N-G, about this quote by Marcus Aurelius. And he says, it's profound and so true. Every obstacle you face is the way to advance your next action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Action is the solution and the cure to our predicaments. The struggles that we face offer us a path to growth and success. It's a counterintuitive concept to be sure, but it's perhaps the single most important concept that anyone can learn, how to embrace challenges. I love what he says there. First of all, I love that he says, you know, that every obstacle you face is the thing that you need to do in order to advance to your next action. That is kind of basically what Mark Aurelius is saying, but I love how he says that action is the solution and the cure to the predicaments. If we do nothing, we will never go anywhere. We will never accomplish the things that we want to. And then I love how he says that we need to embrace our challenges, that that's something we need to learn. And I think that that can sometimes be really hard. It's hard to love our challenges while we're in the middle of them. But if we look at them as that refiner's fire, it's the thing that's making us even better It's the thing that's going to help us to get rid of those weaknesses or things that we maybe don't like about ourselves, that those are the, that those challenges are that thing that's going to help us the most. And our action is what's going to cause that to come to fruition. Then we can control that. We can look at that and say, okay, I want that. We can embrace that. I can feel this the most at the gym. I feel like that's a place where I can see it daily. And I can see that the fruits of my labor, if I really embrace how difficult that workout is in the middle of it, sometimes I just want to throw up or I just want to quit or I just wonder what I was thinking when I decided to do it. There are those moments for me. It's not always easy to embrace our challenges. And I can see that at the gym. But when I push past it and I do something or I lift something or I run farther than I thought I could, The euphoria, the joy, the pure like feeling of accomplishment is worth it. I love that feeling of the refiner's fire and knowing that weakness is gone because I can do this now. 
I love it. And I think that in the end, when we don't quit and we realize that if we just keep working and we keep moving and we keep acting, then we will accomplish something that's difficult. And then when we do that, we get to know who we really are and what we can really accomplish. I feel that way about quarter one. I did it. And I know as teachers, we can dominate in all these difficult circumstances because we've already proven it time and time again. Reflection is very important in order to move forward, but it doesn't always have to be about criticism and change. Sometimes reflection can be empowering and prove that your plan, your experience, your ideas were exactly what you needed. We may never have a school year quite like this one. I hope that you can embrace the challenges that you faced and see that they can work for your good. As I reflected on quarter one and what it taught me this year, I found that I'm able to pivot and adapt well. That blazing trails is tough, demanding work that can be immensely rewarding. And that the refiner's fire is where I can really prove my worth. That the challenges make me a better teacher, a better coworker, and a stronger person and can really add to my joy. My goal with Positively Prepped is to help teachers to feel balanced, happy, and in control. One great way to do that is to reflect often. When you finish your first quarter this school year, I really hope that you can look back and see how much you learned, how bright you shined, and how much you have meant to the students that you've served. Sometimes we aren't happy or balanced or in control, but we can continue to work and grow and find the balance the joy and the parts that, that we do have control over in difficult situations because you can pivot, you blaze trails, and you are willing to walk through the fire to become the best that you can be. Thanks for listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. Please subscribe and share. It's important to continually focus on balance and improve our practices. That's why I created Positively Prepped, to help teachers to improve themselves their classrooms, and their lives so that they can create an amazing classroom, leave their work there, and then go home and live a full life, guilt-free. Join me next week as we continue our journey to become Positively Prepped. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rebecca.Rodriguez. That's Rodriguez with a Q and not a G. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask questions. Thanks again for listening. See you here next week.